The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Yo, welcome back to another episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host Sean Chris and Joel Thomas. Yeah, I'm riding shotgun this time with a shotgun, ready to go. And we have got somebody real special this week, guys. I know you're going to like her. She's got some really cool, interesting stories. She's involved with a lot of interesting stuff. Her name's Cheryl Lynn Carter. She's a psychic medium, remote viewer, and member of Project Psy, who hunts down. If I'm correct now, you could correct me, but you guys look for missing children um, using your abilities. Um, you're also involved with uh, CTE and MUFON. Uh, which a lot of people know uh, who Mufan is. They know uh, what the group is. Uh, but we'll get into all that too. But I definitely want you to introduce yourself. Tell us your body of work. I know you've written books too. So just let the listener know a little bit about you. Well, like you said, I'm a psychic medium. I'm a remote viewer. I'm an author. I'm a freelance journalist for Paranormal Underground magazine. I've written various books. Um, my new one is um, Dimensions, Mysterious Triangles of the U.S. And I also co-authored um, Digging Into Skinwalker Ranch and Skinwalker Ranch, The Basin Files. Mm, yeah, see, I was actually just out in Utah. and oh, was uh, I two weeks ago? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so I was out there in um, June, around June, Um I can't talk to people on air about it yet because we got a big documentary coming out in October, uh, 1st of November. And we went out there and had a lot of really crazy stuff go down. So, uh, it's going to be pretty wild. Our, our last documentary, uh, Expedition Dogman went really well. Um, this is our next one. So, uh, yeah, we found a lot of things we were looking for and more. So believe me, I, I know what goes on out there. I was right, right where you were at. So <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to uh, get into a little bit of, you know, what you do. Um, I want to talk about uh, Project Psy for sure. Tell, tell us how you got involved with that. Uh, what brought you to that? And then, you know, what you've done with them too. Uh, probably about six years ago, my friend Chuck that runs Project Psy asked me if I want to be part of it. He just started this group. And there's actually eight of us. We live in all different states. I've only probably only met two of the people. And when we have a missing person case, we he just kind of shows us a picture of somebody this person's missing. And then we call him up and we tell him everything we see. And he puts all of our information together. And that way... He has connections. He can go to the police because a lot of times police go medium psychics. Yeah, right. Now, why anything to do with it? You know, so he has connections that he can get in. That's a good thing because I hate when I have information to tell somebody and they don't want to listen. And that's too, and that's and that's too late to bring somebody home alive. That's the important thing. 
Right. So he has a reputation, right? Like that kind of like uh, and standing with a lot of different law enforcement agencies that may, uh, they respect him, which like you said, if they don't know you, they're going to automatically dismiss anything that's uh, not what they're used to. Yeah, because you only have 24 hours to find a missing child alive. So you got to hurry up. Yeah, so how do you go about finding these children? Do, do You said they bring you pictures, or is this just something that sometimes comes to you, or or what? Because you said it's eight of you that do this, so how do you guys operate within those confines? Well, he usually sees, like, an Amber Alert. That's We do a lot of Amber Alerts, or he'll see missing, like on Facebook, you'll see, oh, missing person. Oh, that looks like a girl, unless, you know, do that. Yeah, and he'll just show us the picture, and... I'm I'm able to remote view to see where this person is, who might be around them, what's happening to them. And I have a composite software that the police use and I can draw faces of people. That helps. Oh, interesting. Okay. So let me ask you this uh, with remote viewing, because not everybody knows what remote viewing is. Uh, Sean and I are familiar, but if you could just explain to people, you know, what remote viewing is. Um, that's the ability to uh, look into a place far away, even though you're in your own home. And you can, you can see images. You can hear sounds. But just I just feel like I'm there. Mm. I, and I, I don't know how I do it. I was born this way. I do it all my life. So people have say, how do you do it? I don't know. It just happens. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I didn't even know this had a name. I don't think it had a name back then. I don't know. But I've just always done it. Yeah, very interesting. So what when, do you remember the first time that you remote viewed as a kid? Do you remember uh, any of those first times or how that happened? It was accidental or was it something that you thought and then it happened or how did that go? Well, probably I, I wouldn't say it's a remote view, but I was probably about six or seven mm-hmm. and I was walking with my, my grandma up, up the hill there were the the factory up there had goats and we'd go up and we'd feed the goats at night and we're walking up the street there and there was a somebody had cut a tree down but instead of cutting the stump way down it was probably a good 16 inches tall and I'm walking by and I said somebody needs to cut that down because somebody's going to hit their head mm. And Grandma just looked at me, you know, whatever. So two days later, we hear sirens outside. And that we, we actually lived on a hill, and there was a tavern on the bottom. And somebody was drunk, got out of their car, come racing up the hill, and this little boy was crossing the street, and you know what happened. Oh, wow. Hit him, and hit him went flying, and, and hit the tree stump. You know, that was my first thing. Like, how did I know that was going to happen? Wow. So you, you even got a, a, a almost a visionary like you're seeing in the future. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. How often does that happen now where you see things that. Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got spirits talking to me all the time. I have to say, stop. I'm watching TV or stop. I'm going to bed. They're just they're talking all the time. Wow. Okay. If I'm if I'm going to a certain location, they start talking to me three days before I get there. There's always somebody there that wants wants to meet me because they know I can talk to them. Mm. 
Now, did this uh, 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 get like a lot stronger as you got older? Oh, like, yeah. you know, like at first, was it like uh, more bleak? And then, like you said, like do now that more um, entities are aware or spirits or whatever we want to call them, like are aware that you have this ability. So now it's a lot more progressive. Like you're getting a lot more than you were when you were younger. Right, because when, when you're a kid, you, you just go, oh, I, I, I know some things or I hear things or somebody's talking to me. I see stuff. And you didn't really pursue that. And then once I got in high school, I, I finally met a girl in my class that did the same stuff. I says, you do this too. I'm not crazy. Okay. Mm. I was, oh, I was, I was <laughs> the weird kid in high school. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with me. She talks to dead people. Sure. <laughs> so this, you said this girl, this girl uh, did the same thing. So is she, did she kind of take you under her wing and, and show you some no, things? No, we just kind of compared notes. We just kind of gotcha. compared notes. I, I don't think either one of us knew what we were doing. We just compared notes. It probably made you feel more comfortable knowing that, like you said, you're not right. the only one and that it, it kind of validated right. your ability. And last, last Friday, I was actually at an event and I says, well, tonight's really my class reunion, but I'm here with you guys instead because I didn't want to go back there. Those people didn't want to be my friends before. Why do I want to go back there now, right? <laughs> yeah. Not missing anything. No, no, now they want to be my friend, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems to me like you got a lot of friends talking to you as it is. So, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> for sure. So, tell us uh, a couple, if you can, a couple, uh, maybe one or two stories about finding children that were actually found. Because from what, if I'm if I'm correct. Uh, you found a lot, and mm -hmm. I'd like to, you know, get into some of those stories, you know, s y just to get in a little more detail with that, if that's okay. Probably, probably our very first case, which I, this was really outstanding. One of the members in the group had a Facebook friend that lived in Romania, mm -hmm. and her 16-year-old daughter was missing. Can we help? So that was one of our first things we did. Now, I know. Nothing about Romania. I don't know what it looks like, what, you know, what I'm looking for. But I, you know, I looked at her picture and I saw some buildings and they had like a bricks, brick roads and sidewalks there. And I saw her walking between two buildings and there was an alley. And as she walked past the alley, this man grabbed her. Mm. And the next thing I know, she's in some kind of a, a warehouse or a factory, but it hasn't been used for a long time because I saw dust all over the equipment and I could hear a train whistle in the background. And so, and somebody else actually saw the outside of the building. So we put our information together and we actually, you know, sent that information over there and they knew where this place was. They found the building and they found her and two other girls in there. So now here was our beginning of human traffic and we just found. Oh wow! So you found multiple that was there yeah. looking this, for the one girl. Is, that's the thing when we when we find one child, sometimes there could be six or seven. Mm. You've run into a human trafficking ring that you didn't know about. Now, when you see these pictures, do you get into like like is it sort of like a meditation state of like uh, I'm just curious of how like you lock in of like is it like you shut down and you focus completely on that picture and that person. And, and is that like, kind of like what triggers where you get there to really get the descriptive scene of where they're at and be able to be where they're at? I don't, I don't think, I don't think I meditate, but I just 
get in a quiet spot and, and focus on it. I know some people have to meditate, you know, like to warm up to get there. I don't have to warm up. Mm-hmm. I just got to be in a quiet place, no, no, no other noise around me, and, and focus on the picture. So the focus, being focused is the, the yeah, main key and, for and you. It'll just start coming to me. And, and one gotcha. thing you got to do is when you start getting information, don't throw anything out. Every every uh, little every little no, detail might mean nothing to you, but it, it yeah. could be part of that puzzle. So don't ever throw any pieces out. Especially because you like you were saying earlier, you didn't know the area, and then like knowing hearing yeah. a train whistle, somebody else may know the area. Go, hey, there's a factory that's abandoned that has a uh, you know a railroad right by it. Now, you, earlier you were talking about you know how uh, some people kind of don't really. Um, I guess they like don't believe so they don't want to uh uh ask for help from remote viewers or whatever. Do you think that um it, just in your perspective that if more people were uh actually open-minded enough to have this that we could prevent a lot more of these uh tragedies? Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is there, there's It's just sad that 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 happens, you know, like that people have an ability and then people don't understand it. So they just kind of shun it. They shun it because they don't understand it. And when it's actually a useful tool, especially with all this human trafficking oh, yeah. that everybody knows about, you know what I mean? It's it's a lot more lately. Mm-hmm. And apparently they should be coming to Cheryl because she doesn't even have to warm up. She's just like <laughs> right in the zone, <laughs> out the gate, ready to go. So like, yeah. Whereas the rest of them got to warm up. She's like, hey, they got to warm up. They're 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 rookies. Well, see, there, there's people that there's there's two different ways to remote view. You know that like the army used to do remote viewing, but mm-hmm. all all they do is is they like focus. They can uh, pinpoint location. See, uh, a medium actually sees the pictures and hears the sounds. They're, it's different. Okay, and you consider yourself a medium, I, I assume. I am, yeah, yeah. Good, good. So tell us some more stories about uh, some people that you found. Uh, I'd love to hear that for sure. Why? Well, so just been a lot of stories about you will have Amber Alerts, and we do, we, we find, well, I saw, oh, this is uh, the one where I drew a picture. I says, this is the, this is the neighbor, neighbor teenager that, that took this little girl. And I'm looking at a map, and I says he took her over to McDonald's. McDonald's, so they're looking for McDonald's and all this. And I I drew a picture of him, and they that's how they found out it was the neighbor. And I saw mm. his picture, and it looked just like him. I love when it love when it works <laughs> out that way. <laughs> oh yeah, so you you saw the description of him, and then you described it to an uh, a sketch I artist. I didn't see any description. Kind of I have together. software. I have police oh, composite gotcha, gotcha. software. I drew, I drew the picture myself. Yeah. Oh wow! You, you put yeah. it's, not, it's not like a sketch so artist. Some... You put pieces of the puzzle together, the forehead, mm-hmm. the eyebrows. You just you put each piece together. Now, is there times that you just get like, um, like intuitions, or like before you even get a picture or any information on anybody missing? Do you sometimes get like, um? you know, like little intuitions or like flashes of something. And then maybe a little bit later, someone's like, Hey, we're this missing kid or missing child is, uh, and then you, you have already kind of seen it. Have you ever had that experience? Yeah, That happens on Facebook quite a lot where I'm, I'm thinking about something. And then I'll, I'll look at just some random person. I don't even know. Say, 
my brother's missing it. Can anybody help me find men? And I, I, that's what I, I just jumped on that one. I didn't know this woman. I said, okay, well, what's your brother? Where's your brother's picture? And I, I did. I, he was, he's older. He was in his 20s. But they were worried about him that he, he might hurt himself. And I saw that he was down by some factories and it was like under a bridge. And he's, he's sitting there and what I says, uh, he's got his phone laying on the ground. Yes, yeah, phones must be turned off. We're trying to call him. I said, so I actually, I remote viewed there and I, I was standing next to him. And I said, would you pick up your phone and call your sister? If I could pick this up and put it in your hand, I would. But I'm not capable of picking things up. I wish I could remote view and bring something back home with me, a rock or something sometime. <laughs> you know, to prove I was there, but so far. But I kept saying, pick up, turn your phone on, call your sister. And a couple seconds later, she goes, he just called and he's okay. Mm. So he heard you then at that I, point. I would assume, but I don't know. But he did have his phone turned off, you know. So. Yeah. And then he turned it back on and called. That's that's very interesting. Um, let's switch gears a little bit and uh, get into how you got involved with MUFON and, uh, you know, your interests with UFOs and CTE. Uh, how did that all start for you? Because one thing I have noticed, uh, especially with mediums and people that talk to spirits, uh, are very involved um, with UFO sightings and are very connected to extraterrestrial or even interdimensional um, uh, communication. So I kind of want to know how you started getting into that part of it. Because I know initially, you know, you could remote view and you said as you got older, more spirits would talk to you. How did you get really into that other side of it? Um, you know, I'm a firm believer then it's all that it's all connected. Sean and I both are that, you know, the universe is connected in a way that uh, most people aren't privy to. But I, I kind of, I'm curious about that. Well, I'm, I'm also a paranormal investigator, which I've been doing for like 20 years. Mm, OK. You know, so, yeah, so I, that's why I said people talk to me before I get somewhere. Um, I don't know. Just just one day I thought. I think I want to join MUFON. So we have a local chapter in Michigan, and the director lives in my town, which was kind of nice. Mm. And I, I, I just joined. I also joined the um, national chapter. And one day when we were, well, well, first let me tell you, I, I did have a sighting myself. Okay. Yeah, tell us about that. I was, yeah, I was just driving down Woodward one afternoon, and it's just, Kind of a busy street in town. No clouds in the sky. I look up. The sky opened up like a portal. The silver mm. craft came out. Mm. It's just covering there. And I go, okay. And nobody, nobody else is looking. I'm pointing. Nobody else is looking at this thing. It's so big. How can you not see it? And I, I don't know how many minutes I'm looking at it because I couldn't take my eyes off it. And everything around me seemed like it just stopped. And then I saw it go back into the hole, and the sky just closed up. Now, this is before I had a camera phone, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so a couple questions about that. Yeah. <laughs> is, was it daylight, or was it oh, yeah. nighttime? Daylight. Late daytime. Okay. Daytime. Okay. That's why I said, mm. how can no one see this? 
Shape of the craft. What was the shape of the craft? It was, it was a saucer shape. I couldn't tell okay. if it had lights because it was day, daylight. If it had lights, right. it didn't come on, you know. Yeah. Mm. It, so it you, was huge. Portal open. Oh, here we go. But nobody's looking at it. Maybe yeah. I was the only one supposed to see it. Maybe it was, oopsie, you weren't supposed to see it either. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe because of uh, your abilities that it was visible to you. Cause we kind of like believe a lot about the frequencies yeah. and, and different being able to see. So, so maybe your mind uh, is already yeah. geared for that. Then sure, others aren't. Sure, yeah. yeah. So then I says, well, I, I think I'm going to join move on this. Sounds like really cool. Need to know more stuff. So one time we always have guest speakers at our meetings. And one time we had these, this couple on there and they start talking about how they do CE five groups which is close encounters of the fifth kind. Mm-hmm. And that that is when you try to communicate with whatever is out there and see if they'll communicate back. So they asked me if I want to join their group once in a while, which I can't wait to do some if it warms up this fall. <laughs> and um, and we, we do, we, we, we go out and we, we do, we form a circle do a little meditation, and then we just sit there and just your energy, you know, how you got to, again, the energy, the right energy with the right people. Sometimes we see stuff, sometimes we don't. One time we had a guy with uh, singing bowls, and that, that vibration always does something, and these two balls of light appeared out of the woods, and they were about the size of basketballs. Mm. And they, and I'm going, Look over there, and everybody's looking up in the sky. I said, something's happening over there. But only two of us were watching. I says, okay. So they they were going back and forth, exchanging places. The one was stretching up and down like it was swaying to the music. We're watching this for like 10 minutes. I got pictures on my on my camera, but I forgot to do video. That would have been cool to watch them move back and forth, but... And then all of a sudden, they just turned off like somebody turned the flashlight off. What it was, I don't know. Interesting. That's oh, interesting, too, because I think that a lot of people say that, um, uh, you know, they always go, oh, how come you didn't get your camera? But I've, I've had this, like, thought that maybe, like, you're in a trance. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that whatever vibration they're sending back at us, it kind of puts us in a trance. And in the human brain, anyways, a lot of times when you see stuff, especially except for like the younger generations, like even like my generation, probably a little bit younger, they're more used to having that camera phone on you. So like I've, I'm used to having it since I was about like 17, 18. So it's not there. But if you've had it your whole life, you're ready to pull it out. But most of us are not. But I also really think that it kind of just freezes us into that moment in time as if nothing else is moving. And we're just kind of in that zone and it snaps out. Like once it goes away, like we snap out of it, but then it's too late. Like then we're like, oh, we should get our well, I, camera. I got, I got several <laughs> photos of it, but I just didn't do video. I should have done video or my. Mm. You know, to watch yeah. movement, especially that one that was stretching. I got a photo of it that stretched, but I can't say it was stretching up and down. You have to just believe me, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah I've seen some C. I've seen some CT photos. I've seen stuff that look straight up like gray aliens uh, walking oh, I, around as well. Yeah. I got um, another picture that came out of the woods. It was a, another bright light. And I just took a photo of it and I, on my um, full spectrum. <laughs> And when I went home and put it on my computer, I mean, I, I blew it up and it looks like a little alien baby. 
Mm. I don't I don't know what it is, but yeah, that's pretty wild. It wasn't I, I, <laughs> and to what Sean just said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and add on to that, Sean. Uh, <laughs> any of my experiences that I've had with just paranormal and high strangeness, uh, whether it be shooting documentaries or actually looking for the stuff or it happened uh, just in, you know, out in the open somewhere, you know, people weren't around. I generally think, too, that, yeah, we could catch some of the stuff on camera. And for everybody listening, we got some stuff on camera for this next documentary. So <laughs> you're going to want to watch it in this video. So y'all get ready. But anyway, um, I do think a lot of times these things know that, especially when it comes to Bigfoot and some of these uh, uh, cryptids, uh, they're pretty smart. They know if you get your camera out or if you get your camera up, uh, it goes back to the frequencies. I think they know that. So I think they that's a lot of times why they show up when you don't have anything out to take a video or take a picture where you get that full-blown experience. Um, I think that's part of it, too. And like you said, I think they only select certain people. To see things, mm. because yeah. they don't—they—they they know you are already you are the ones, you know. And that it's also different when you are uh, searching for something and unexpectedly mm. happen. You know, like just even like if you see a car crash right in front of you, like you kind of freeze oh, yeah. in general. So I think. Because a lot of like the encounters that you hear with people, it's not like they're you know they're camping, they're they're on a hike, they're they're, they're not going after looking for uh you know aliens or or bigfoot or anything like that it's just like oh whoa like so like i think that really throws your mind through a loop i think you have a better chance if you're actually like you were saying joe like when you guys go out there and you're actually like hey this is our mission you know we're gonna so it's easier for you to have more potential of capturing something i think you know on camera or something like for it unless it just boom i'm in my car and it runs past me you know what i mean i'm gonna just like i'm gonna freeze up you know what i mean i think that's just i think that they know too like that it kind of they do it intentionally because maybe they need to cross this path or go somewhere. And they're like, Oh, well I really believe that there's frequencies that they let off. And then like, if you're aware and your mind strong and you're ready, prepared, like maybe you're able to, you know, fight through that and, and, and do more. But when you're un not ready and it's unexpected, then I think it puts you in a whole different ball game. Yeah. Cause it'll, it'll take you a couple seconds to grab that phone and go to photo and it's gone. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think you do have to be open to the supernatural world mm -hmm. for that to take place too. And and I'm I'm just a, a big believer in that because I just now you have the you do have the people here and there that you know really maybe aren't necessarily maybe they are within themselves pretty open to it, but they haven't really thought about it. And I think mm -hmm. that they may run across something and then they're you know. Oh my, kind of like you saw the UFO come out of a portal where you're like, I got to go track mm -hmm. down. I got to be part of MUFON. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it spurred yeah. you on to want to grow what you saw. Because, you know, when I had my first uh, UFO experience, um, it was more of a validation because I was already, you know, a believer in the high strangeness as it was. So for me, it was just a validation. And then it was just an experience that, you know, I witnessed for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, a, a large triangular ship with small ships going in and out of it, which was pretty wild for a short 
you know, for a long period of time, me and a couple yeah. other people. But again, you know, they were very open to that stuff, too. And, you know, when it happened, it was something we just enjoyed. I honestly, I didn't think about grabbing my phone or anything like see? that. I think it's back see? to what Sean yeah. said. Yeah. You're just enjoying that moment. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I've always been interested in, in UFOs because my, my father used to bring magazines home from work and he used to bring Popular Mechanics. And in the back of Popular Mechanics, they had stories about UFOs. Mm. So I was I was the weird little girl, I know. The other little <laughs> girls didn't talk about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you now, a professional remote viewer. <laughs> Tracking down kids all over the world. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, so tell me a little bit more about you getting into, you know, the cryptid side of it. I know we've talked skinwalkers, you know, what what you're looking to do there, you know, what you have been doing. Um, we'll save your biggest. You said you got experience to tell us. We'll save that a little bit later. But I definitely want to get into you know, some of your experiences with that realm as well. Because again, I, I'm with Sean, I think it's all connected. So I think when you're talking about cryptids, when you're talking about, you know, the spirit world, when you're talking about UFOs, I think it's a very, uh, it's all connected. It's, it's all, you know, intertwined. And I'm sure you're a pretty big believer in that too. Uh, so, so let's get into that a little bit. Like I see, I'm, I'm just multifaceted. I'm, you know, I'm in, into paranormal, I'm into cryptid, I'm into UFOs. I, I I'm have all these different groups of friends and go to different events and been going to a lot of Bigfoot events lately. Mm. And my, my my experience, and I haven't, I don't think I saw it, I heard it. I was uh, filming with Chris Alton from the UK a few years ago. That's And we went up by Chicago to a Bachelors Grove Cemetery. Mm-hmm. which is the fourth haunted, most haunted cemetery in the U.S. And it's in a forest preserve. So we're he's filming and we're going around looking at the cemetery. And this guy was there. He goes, hey, did you guys ever walk down the path here? And I said, well, no, I come up here by myself. And it's not pretty smart for a woman to walk through the forest preserve by herself. No. Hmm. So we start walking down the path. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing tree knocking. And I go, what? No, that's tree knocking. Now, Chris didn't know what it was. He goes, somebody's chopping down a tree. I said, we're in a forest preserve. They're not chopping down a tree. I said, somebody's knocking on a tree. And they kept it up. And I said, who's doing that? And it stopped. And I go, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so then we hear it again. So now I got my phone ready. I'm gonna, I'm getting a picture of this guy. <laughs> but the, I mean, the... The trees and the brush was just so thick, I couldn't see it, but you could still hear the tree knocking. And I wanted to smack him because he should have done his, 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 uh, over, you know, his, his overwords, you know, when he got back home. But he's going, ladies and gentlemen, there is a tree knocking. Shut up, Chris, shut up. <laughs> you know, let, let us hear it. You can kind of hear it on, on the video, but it's not as good as if he would stop talking. So, it stopped, so then we walked a little ways down to the end of the path, and I saw a tree structure. Then again, he says, oh, kids playing. No, that was a tree structure. Mm. So we turned around, start coming back. We got back to that same spot. 
Now we're walking along a um a dry riverbed right now. It was completely hot summer. There was no water in it. And we hear the tree knocking again. And I said, my gosh, I got to see this. And the next thing we know, something walked between us. You could feel it walk between us, but you couldn't see anything. It smelled so bad. And it walked through the dry riverbed and up the other side. Now, I know that was a Bigfoot being cloaked walking between us. I know mm. it was. I know it was. Yeah, see, that just kind of plays into what we heard a few weeks ago, Sean. Um yeah, yeah, because yeah. we saw Ron Moorhead, and he he's a big, you know, big in the quantum Bigfoot, and, and he talks about the cloaking, and uh, yeah, that's pretty wild, so you felt it between you two, and you couldn't yeah. see it. Now, now it was, I'm assuming it's dark out, right? No, daytime. So it's daytime. Oh, this is wild. So, okay, now I got a bunch of questions. That's why I said I was going to get a picture. Oh, I got a bunch of questions now. So, so he, oh man, so he walks between you and you feel him. You could could feel feel that. You could feel like the air when somebody's walking past. Yeah. You could feel that. Okay. So, there was no breeze there. No breeze. And was there any, did you see anything at all? Because sometimes people say when they see something cloaking, there's a weird light reflection or something off of it. Or was it just completely cloaked, but you felt it? completely cloaked. Just just felt the breeze and smelled really bad. No. Couldn't see a darn thing. Mm. And you said this was like uh, around Chicago, correct? Now, I was, I mean, I don't know, and I, I wish I could, uh, I'm going to have to look into this, but I wonder if there's any, like, hydrant, uh, uh, the colliders around there, you know what I mean? If there's any of those little colliders, like, we, like we talked about, like, opening portals and, like, because, you know, when we were talking with uh, <clears throat> Cryptids of Corn and how they had that whole, um, you know, experience that they, their buddy had underneath, you know, the Chicago, I was wondering if what they had one of those colliders, because I want to, like, start mapping out, like, where those colliders are at. And then try to like pair it with like these sightings, you know what I mean? And see if there's some kind of pattern. Because Tony really got me on that, that whole, that whole bit right there because of of what's happening in Pennsylvania to what's happening in Tennessee. Then, and I wonder if there's some kind of connection. This is Malathia and it's not Chicago. It's a suburb. Okay. It's up by the Rubio Forest Preserve. And there's a lot of activity and stuff that happens up around that area. I didn't know about that till I came home and I'm telling some people, they go, yeah, it's a big Bigfoot sighting place. So, so now I know I wasn't crazy. Really? So the structure, so I've had experience with the structure too. So I'm curious to what your structure looked like. If you could tell me what it looked like. Uh, everybody's got the typical uh, TP like structure, but uh, you know, what was it? What did it look like to you? I know they do vary. Well, I've, I, I've even found other structures at, at another place in Michigan. And I showed them to Ronnie LeBlanc when we were at the event, and he goes, these are cool structures. So that I was so proud that, that he liked my structures that I found. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, eh, you, you could tell like it was a building. I, I would say it's maybe three feet tall, but you had... But the, the roof, it wasn't a whole teepee. It was more flat. But okay. the roof was just like um, very nice with branches and leaves. 
really intertwined, that somebody really worked on that. It just didn't fall down like that. And it wasn't kids doing that. It was just too intricate. Mm. Yeah, I, I know they do vary, though, because uh, some of them, like you just said, have the flat, more of a flat mm -hmm. roof. Some of them have more of a teepee structure. Uh, when I was out in the woods at, in the Daniel Boone National Forest, the one that I found was more of a teepee structure. It didn't have a roof on it, but underneath it, there was leaves and sticks laid out mm -hmm. for something to lay on. Mm -hmm. So, and the thing was the, the trees, the tree structures or the logs, I mean, they were, they were fallen trees. They were too big for just one person to move around. I mean, even if it was myself and Sean and, and, eight clones of us like we couldn't move those we couldn't move those around to make that happen so i knew it was something in there that you know was big enough or had some sort of other abilities that we don't know about that was able to move that stuff around but that I, that's why i wanted to know because i know they do vary in how they look but you, what you said is you know with the leaves and the intertwine a, a lot of those will have that so that's that's pretty indicative of a bigfoot sighting the, the other things that I, I saw at this other place, you know, you, you've seen on Expedition Bigfoot, the, the big X ones. Yeah, I've seen the X ones, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I found found a couple of those, and it was like a double X. I mean, it, it was so tall, there's no way that a human did that. And I found the, the little bent ones. Yeah. I, Speaking I of the X like, ones. Yeah, I found like five along a path where I was walking, and I go, oh my gosh, this is interesting, and... And sure enough, over on the other side, I found, yeah, like this structure that was like, a, you know, it was a nest. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was, I don't know what those those little signs there were for, you know, keep out or this is the place to come. I don't, you know, we don't know what those things mean. Oh, yeah. for sure. And also connected with the X ones is uh, a lot of giant sightings as well. A lot of people say they run into redheaded giants yeah. or some version of Nephilim in these areas. I, I know I've heard some stories about down in the bayou where the, the you know, waters had, had risen because of uh, rain and stuff and people had got deeper back there than they had been in, you know, a decade or so. And there were some giant X tree structures out there and there was some thumping and uh they went past this the x and they heard they felt the, the literal ground vibrating oh and we weren't supposed to go there <laughs> no they weren't that's what the x was for so they say they took uh, off running and they got in a boat and on the as they were peeling out in the boat they looked back and this is these are these were the where the trees were set it was 20 about 20 feet and there was a a look like a, a a humanoid head that was staring at them, towering <laughs> over it. That was back there. So it's a pretty wild story. Uh, but I find that the uh, X stuff's not just connected to Bigfoot. That it is connected to this uh, this giant uh, these giant sightings as well in North America, especially when you get into mountain, uh, mountainous ranges with a lot oh, yeah. of forests and trees. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, giant sightings and they're a lot of times, you know, accompanied with these big X's and it's almost like they're marking territory with them sometimes too. And I think That's Bigfoot does the same thing. Yeah. I figure, am I supposed to be here? I'm seeing all these things as I'm walking. I go, I don't know. 
am I supposed to be here or not? But <laughs> nobody, nobody chased me out, so I guess it was okay. <laughs> yeah, and you don't know, too, if they were right there, just close. Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't mind that I was in their structure looking for hair and stuff. <laughs> yeah, because... And we don't know their intentions either, you know, like we don't like because we like we've talked before a lot of times like uh, people say like, you know, when you don't know what something is, you may be afraid and you may think that it has nefarious. You don't know, like for all that, they may well, be watching us are. as much as we're fighting to watch this <laughs> before we even get there, of course. Definitely. And we talked to um, uh, we had a show like what was it? Maybe like five, six shows ago. Uh, we were talking to Eric from the Uncomfortable Podcast, and we were—he was really talking a lot about the frequency, and that's what really got me on that whole frequency thing. So, like, if they can change their frequencies, like, or call it cloaking, whatever, I think that that's really going to be a game changer, and that's what I think. Like, uh, we were discussing on there that maybe that's just some kind of passageway, you know, like to figure out their abilities as well. Maybe they're thrown out there, uh, whether in portals or wherever, whatever their uh, existence comes from that maybe this is a, some kind of trial period of where they're supposed to go out like hey you know like old native tribes where they would send children out to like go be a war you come back and now you're a warrior maybe it's something similar to that i i do subscribe to that pretty I heavily i believe that they use infrasound they do mm. yeah that's a that's a that's a good that's a really good theory too and i've heard a lot about the uh, infrasound um, exp explain that yeah. a little bit for listeners that don't understand how they might use infrasound. In infrasound is you, you don't really hear it with your ears. Your body feels it. Because mm -hmm. I, I heard that uh, tigers also let off infrasound. But you you don't you don't hear anything at all with your ears. Your your whole body will vibrate, and you 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 know that you're hearing something, but you don't know what it is. That plays into the frequency theory too that our buddy uh, Eric uh, has been talking about. He came on the show and talked about too, which you know Eric as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eric talks about uh, the Bigfoot frequency, which if anybody hasn't heard this, let's listen to this episode, go back to that episode, Bigfoot frequency, because Eric really broke that down in a way that was really cool on how that they're using frequencies to cloak and similar to the way that you would blow a dog whistle and how a dog would hear exactly. it and we can't. It's, exactly. it's very similar to that, to how they can cloak and the way that they can move around. Uh, I know Ron Moorhead talks about that they can slip in and out dimensionally pretty quickly, too. They I can, believe that, too. I believe he's interdimensional. I do believe that. I I think so, too. I really, I believe that. And then that, like, that's why I think, like, the, that's why the frequency uh, aspect plays well with me because I think being interdimensional, uh, having different abilities that we necessar don't necessarily have and maybe we do have some that we don't hone or that we're not really privy to because we're kind of like not playing into them because we're just living in society kind of like hey we got to be this way got to be that and and maybe we do have those same similar abilities but i, I think they're interdimensional we i believe really big in like i've been getting deep into like a lot of the portal stuff i think there's um different things coming over um i i because we really I think that with the spiritual and the uh, cryptic uh, 
it's all the same and the same thing with aliens and all that like we i really believe that they're all like some entities that are more spiritual on a spiritual level that people are just not understanding and i'm not sure what that is uh maybe some of that nephilim blood stuff that we talk about a little bit like i think that has something to do with it that maybe they're traveling um we just had an episode where we're talking about angels and stuff and these may be uh some of the uh not lackeys but you know like kind of mm -hmm. the front men that are kind of coming down there and uh being the, the the foot soldiers for whatever side there they may be we don't know but i i think that that them going around and just being able to just be seen and not seen so quickly like and like you said that they're watching us they know where we're at before we even get there I don't necessarily, I've never had any Bigfoot experiences or even alien experiences. My experiences are more like, uh, and I still have this like almost every day. Like I have experiences like uh, that something's right there. Like I could see it and then it's like a shadowy figure, but it's gone. Like I have like that almost every day. So I kind of like, but I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Like, cause it, and, and, and you can feel like, uh, also, I don't know if you guys have had these experiences and if you have like, do you know like uh you feel that presence you know what i mean you feel like it's not just like oh yeah you seen the corner of the eye it was some like uh shirts on a you know on a, on a chair or something it's like literally walking from work turning into a, a, an office and i see something and then when i look when i really really look i don't see it there but i, I you feel a presence and you, and you know if you see something out of the corner of your eye don't turn your head because you because Ooh. your peripheral vision sees different than when you're looking straight on so if you see something over there, just keep looking out of the corner of your eye. Because when you turn your head, you think it's gone, but it's still there. Mm, so you're saying that, it, so this I haven't really heard about, and maybe you can expand on this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you're saying that your peripheral vision is more in tuned to the spirit world than direct right. the way that you're looking. Why do you I, think that is? I don't know. Just the way your eyes work. Mm. Just the way your eyes see. That's interesting. Yeah. But it's definitely true because that's how I see everything, you know, like everything's like in the peripheral uh, vision and, and, and pretty well, like, it's not just like I see something like you can see like descriptive, like not maybe like so much as the face, but like a figure of where I could see arms, like a, a shape of a head, shape of like sometimes like it looks like they have maybe a hat on, some kind of jacket, uh, d not like in color, but like kind of almost like a silhouette, like a silhouette. That's kind right. of like the best way to describe it. And like I say, I see it all the time and then you feel like the presence. And then like when I kind of turn and I look and I don't see anything, um, I kind of still feel the presence and then it feels like it's gone. Cause then I've been like, I'm yeah, like, ah, yeah. you'll, you'll hear so many back. people go, I saw it out of the corner of my eye. And when I looked, it was gone, but then they never went back and looked out of the corner of their eye again. And it, it yeah. could have still been there, you know? Yeah. I'm going to really try that. I've, I think like, cause I think your, your instincts is to turn, right. you know, like right, right away, like, you, you, your instincts to turn but now that you said yeah. that i'm going to try to keep that in my brain to kind of like get more because i do kind of want to yeah yeah so you for sure. tell me you're seeing this every day sean like see i feel like you're, yeah, you're, like you're every, building like a shadow like man other team day. you tell me about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah at least like every other day like i just seen it the other day like yesterday like the same thing like i just turned and like and then the last one that I saw was like, like, look like almost like for some reason, like it reminded me of like Abraham Lincoln. I don't know why. Like it just looked like a tall, tall man. person. Oh with, boy. 
with like a top hat. Tall, you know what I mean? You look like really tall oh, with the top hat. Oh, <laughs> you gotta tell me this stuff, man. I gotta watch myself with you, man. I'm buying you a shirt for Christmas. Hashtag shadow team. Like, <laughs> shadow team. <laughs> Not only am I shadow banned, but <laughs> here's another one of my theories. You, you know, you say it looks like you know shadows and all that. Well, my my theory is, what if you know we have all these different dimensions around us? You know, what if mm-hmm. what if spirits are standing in another dimension right next to us? You know, they look like shadow people to us, but when they're on the other side, maybe they're solid like we are. Maybe they're looking at us, yeah. and we look like shadow people. And I've Definitely. asked spirits I, I that, really but do they subscribe. don't answer me. Maybe they're not supposed to tell us. <laughs> hey, There's, we're not privy to that yeah, information. That plays into a story I heard about Starlight Ranch. Uh, so the guy that used to own Starlight Ranch, he's dead now, but like he, I, I heard a story from him, and he said one of the things that he saw when he was on there in his house, he said that he watched two kids from a different time period, uh-huh. but they were transparent, but he could see mm-hmm. through them, but he could still see them. And they walked, right. he could hear them talk. They were talking about things going on in that time. And they walked kind of to the middle and then just disappeared. It's almost like they slipped in and out of time. So it's one of those weird, uh, similar to that. It's not so much the shadows, but he saw uh-huh. this to where, you know, it was almost like a weird time loop that happened just kind of out of nowhere but he had a lot of weird stuff happen on that property he's he has quoted i think he's killed up to 50 gray aliens on his property that have tried to harass him yeah Yeah, it's pretty wild so uh yeah yeah. why would you kill him I know. Well, he's, he he chain he used to chain his wife to the beds because they would try to suck her up into one of their ships every night. So he had to chain okay. her to the bed, <laughs> and uh, yeah, dude ran around with a sword, like chopping them up. Like it's pretty wild, man. It's it's a it's a wild. He's written, uh, I believe, a couple books like before he died. But it, the guy's got some. <laughs> he had some wild stuff. <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on like? dimensional traveling but like through dreams like because i have a lot of like not just descriptive dreams but it's almost like um like it's just even like the past few nights you know like i have dreams as a where if i feel like i'm in another world that i'm supposed to be in that i feel like like i know everything i know everybody uh like i had one like last week where uh we were on some kind of like it was like some kind of military-ish base but everybody was kind of living there and we knew everybody and we had like, you know, I had some romantic relationship with somebody and, and we were then like, we were evacuating, right? And like into something. I don't remember the, the, the details. I probably should write them down, but I, I wake up and I'm like, what the heck? Like, you know what I mean? But I, I have this like feeling that it almost feels like I'm in another world, that that world really does exist. And I know people would say like, oh, you know, it's just your imagination. I do watch a lot of movies. I do subscribe to like sometimes, yeah, maybe I'm watching some, but. And these times lately, I'm not watching Big Bang Theory before I fall asleep. It's not like I'm going into some deep, crazy movie. So I don't know if you guys think of that, of like that there's some kind of like way that we could kind of view, maybe not travel to, but maybe we're just viewing this other dimension or other world. Do you know what astral projecting is? Maybe you're astral projecting. I do that sometimes when I'm sleeping. I go to other places. 
And I, I feel myself walking around. I, that's why I says, I wish I could bring a rock back with me to prove that yeah. I was there because I, I know. Or sometimes I find myself flying above the, the earth, looking down at stuff. That's another form of astral projecting. And I don't know why I do that when I'm sleeping. It worries me that I'm not going to come back into my body some night, you know. First off, first <laughs> off, I'm going to tell the listeners, Sean's not telling me any of this shit. I know. Like, I, I don't know about any of this. He has literally got a, he's living in another world with a wife and 10 kids. He's going to war. <laughs> this man's been to war. He's got PTSD. He's bringing PTSD back here. No wonder he's freaking out all the time. Like, God, man, you didn't tell me all this. Like, what's going on here? I've got him sharing. People like to share with me. They always like to share things. Yeah. There's so much to say in this world. Well, we're always like doing You've stuff. You've opened this you know, cold man. heart up like, to me. Building th- <laughs> yeah. I, I can be a total stranger and before you, five minutes are up, they're sharing things with me that they never told anybody else. <laughs> I have that ability on yeah. people as well. Like, I've had some strange things like and sometimes i'm like man that's pretty personal i don't know if you want to just tell me i just met you one minute ago but i just go it's like they really needed to tell somebody and you're the one so that and when i go into stores like i always find the older lady that's like can you pick this up for me like out of everybody she always picks me but then my family tells me that like oh the same thing used to be with your dad same thing like and my brother's the same way i think it's just like the aura right. we bring right. as well. I think people were like, mm-hmm. it's comforting. And when people know that, I, I think they just sense it uh, subconsciously. They can't even like, and they just go, because people have told me some wild things. I've, I've had people talk about like being abused, I, like I literally know. from one minute of meeting yeah. them. And you're like, and, and at first you're like, man, I don't know. Like, cause it, you're just meeting them. So it's a little bit awkward for me. Like, I'm like, I don't know if we should start the conversation. Like usually I started yeah, with I just, hi, I just but let okay. them talk. I just <laughs> let them talk, you know, and then they go, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but, but I feel I can trust you, yeah. you know, so you, I just let them talk. Right. Yeah, they know I'm not going to repeat it. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, you just feel comfortable because yeah, they're a 20 yeah, year yeah. war vet in this other country, in this other <laughs> dimension. You're like the missile, like war yeah. hero that I didn't even know about. I should be like, thanking you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> I've been many places too you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> oh uh, I do want to get to your story your new story that you said yeah. that you've got to yes. tell us something that followed you back so set the stage for people so they know where you went what you were doing and then what came back with you this is going to be a good one I'm, I'm in my house when this happened I was co-authoring the, the book, um, Digging into Skimwalker Ranch, and I wanted to remote view to the ranch and make a chapter out of what I saw. So I did that. Uh, and the, the crazy part was, first thing I saw was this, I saw a, a little stream there, and I don't know what the place looked like. I saw a little stream, and it had a beaver dam with two beavers, and there was a native man standing there. He was holding a bow in his hand. He had had his hair in one braid. I can just tell you details of this man. And he looked familiar to me. And I said, why does he look familiar? I had never been there. And then I realized he had been coming to me in sweat lodge for the last seven years. Mm. 
And now he, and I didn't know, you know, who is he? And then I, I know his sweat lodge. He told me his name was Stan's Looking, and I thought, well, that's a strange name. But then when I did the remote view to Skinwalker Ranch, he told me that he watches over the ranch and protects it. So I guess that's where he got the name Stan's Looking. Now, now it makes sense to me. So I says, okay. So I did the, you know, did the book, and probably a month later, I realized that something followed me home. Now, I remote viewed, I don't know how many times, nothing's ever followed me home, but we're talking about, talking about Skinwalker Ranch here, so, yeah. Right. I had a hitchhiker. So I'm just sitting there by my computer one day, and I saw, in the corner of my eye, I thought, two shadow people. But then when I looked again, that was just two figures standing in the shadows. And they had large eyes. And I'm thinking, it's, it's not it's not human. It, it felt interdimensional to me, whatever. Anything could be interdimensional. Even aliens, who knows? And they started downloading binary code in my brain. And I go, no. Yeah, and I go, no, no, this, this isn't happening. And they go, no, no, and they do negatives. No, I don't understand. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah, and I, I couldn't write it down because it, it is just coming in so fast and I won't be able to read binary code anyway. You know, so finally I go, it's okay. And I said, but I don't understand. Well, you'll know when you get here. Well, I'm not going there. Okay. So I didn't feel weird, enlightened or anything, but I have some binary code in me now. So a couple of weeks ago, I went out to Utah and my friend took me out to the um, stop sign out there. And as soon as we got out of the truck, I felt like I'd been there before. And I said, no, maybe my remote view, but I've never been there before. And I heard that same voice say, pick up that rock. And I said, well, I'm on a gravel road. Which particular rock should I pick up? So then I saw a vision of a flat oval shaped rock. So I'm looking around. I go, oh, there's one. So I pick it up and the voice said, not that one. So I got a, my hitchhiker's a comedian. <laughs> so I, I looked and I found another one and I said, okay, how about this one? That's the one. And it started vibrating in my hand. My. And, then the vo- and then the voice said, the binary code has been activated. Now, I still don't, I still don't wow. feel different. Okay. I don't know what happened. You activated something. You yeah, probably activated Sean over in this other zone. I don't feel smarter. I don't feel different. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it, in it, time I'll know. I don't won't know. know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, uh, it will be revealed, you know? It was revealed. You got like an extra weapon over there in the middle of the battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, so, so a Yeah, and I, I took it. I took it up in my in the backyard on my driveway, and I took my trifield meter, and it went all the way up to four. Now it's a rock. There should be no readings on a rock. Yeah, you know. So there, yeah. there's something about it. I don't know. You still have the rock? Did you oh, keep yeah. it? Oh, of course. I it's have activated. To. <laughs> I have to. Don't keep get it around, Sean. It's part, it's part of me now. <laughs> He's just going to activate all the way up. He's going to bring all his powers here. 
<laughs> I, I keep it on my nightstand hoping I'll have really cool dreams, but so far nothing. But <laughs> at least I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, it's wild. That's the problem, too, is that with dreams, you know, you have like they, they slip away, you know, like you, you, you have them. And then like so much. I think it's when we wake up, too. But that's crazy that something followed you, like, especially through all the times that you've, you know, yeah. remote viewed. And so now it seems like there's something. So maybe it's activating something, but as well, it's kind of activating you. Like you don't feel it, but it's activating you to start. You're going to start going down a path. Maybe you are st are now getting in your investigation. You don't know where I, yet, I do, right? But I, I, it's drawing you to somewhere. Different. That's all I tell you. I feel different, but I don't know how I feel different. That's all I can say. I don't know how. And, and, and when you're dreaming, you, you got to remember when you wake up in the morning, if, you, if you're in the middle of a dream, don't open your eyes. Because once you open your eyes, it's gone. If you keep your eyes closed, then you can yeah. remember it. This That's is probably the last true. dream you're having right before you wake up. You know? yeah. I screw my dreams up all the time like that. Yeah, like I found out if I open my eyes, boop, it's gone, you know. Uh. That's weird, too. We don't know why that works. But. I I can usually remember pretty like 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 the one that I had the other night, man. I had like it was even weirder. It was like with LeBron James, Steph Curry, and um, some other basketball player, and we were in a car, and it was a car accident, and then like it looked like Steph Curry like got severed from the uh, from his uh, oh waist, and I was like crying like oh my god, oh my god, and they're like, and then for I swear like at first it really looked like he like he was. Like cut from the waist, like I was like, oh my god, like I don't know what we're gonna do. Like we're on the side of the road, and then like they're like, oh no, it's not that bad. I turn back and he's like, oh, it's not that bad of a cut, man. And he's like, I got it, bro. Don't worry. And they so like we're sewing him back up, and I was like, oh, that's great. Wow. <laughs> what other lives are you living? Like this is like stuff I don't know about you. Like, you're a basketball player in another world. You're like a super soldier. Yeah, man. And that's why you. And that's why you're like, oh, I can open my eyes and remember everything because they've you've you've got like this, the juice. You brought the juice back from over there. <laughs> yeah, it's been forever, man. It's because I've been dreaming like this for. And I've had so many crazy dreams. Like they're 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 interesting though. Like that's what I also think is crazy too. Because people say they used to tell you, you know, like, hey, if you die in a dream, you really die. But I have died I in dreams, too, yeah. and I did not die. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept the dream continued on as if I was watching the movie. Like I wasn't there anymore, <laughs> but it was a continuously went on. <laughs> but I do think there that's also a connection as well. Like I like all these are pieces to me. Like. Like, obviously, I'm not going to figure out the puzzle tonight. It's not going to figure. It's going to take me even longer. People have been going through this puzzle longer than me. But I do think that all this stuff is connected. It's all a piece. I just don't know how it all fits together. That's the journey, though, right? That's what we're trying to do. Right. That's the fun part is trying to figure out how the Lego fit into making this. You know, and to let you know if yeah, to let you know if you were going on a path and you kind of swayed off the wrong way to get you back on that right path again. True. I I think that um we will uh by talking and having conversations and having an open mind to other people, especially when you're not maybe not understand. Like me that's why we see it a lot in all of these worlds. Like there's people that are really down and really believe in cryptids, but they don't believe in aliens oh, or they don't I believe know, in angels or they don't believe in. And I think these, and same thing we talk about too, like people know about 
government conspiracies, but they don't believe in necessarily cryptids or they, 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 they don't see that they're so intertwined with each other. And I think once we can push that veil away and see that it's all really the same and that's how we're going to find the pattern, but people are too busy. Like I got to focus on just Bigfoot or I got to focus on uh, gray aliens or I got to focus on, uh, you know, uh, lizard people or whatever it may be like they're focusing on instead of just using each one as a piece of the puzzle like hey that's part of it that's part of it let's put it all together and i think the more we can get people to um maybe not understand but be open-minded to things they don't understand like remote viewing or psychics or medians or like you know what i mean or uh paranormal things that have happened to people because there's so many things that have happened to people that like have stories like i we've i've probably said this a few times but they're not lying because you can't have thousands upon thousands, millions upon millions of different stories and every single person's <laughs> lying. Is there one every now and then that someone's exaggerating sure. to try to get attention? Sure, but you can usually tell because those people are willing to be like, talk about it, talk about it. Most of the time, the people that are saying their stories that and you could tell they're true is because they don't really want to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They kind of are a little reluctant. They're like, yeah. oh, and, and the person that was, wants to keep telling their story over and over, you notice every time they add a little yeah. bit more to it. You know? If you, got, if you got a real story, you never vary. That's your story. Yeah, because you don't forget it, especially it's like engraved oh, yeah. in your brain. And I, I've noticed when I, I would go to different events, like like you said, the uh, the paranormal people don't mingle with the UFO people. and That's so crazy to me, though, because it's, it's all connected. And yeah. I will say this, that Sean and I, with a lot of the podcasters that we work with closely, and the work I do with Merkel Media, with documentaries, and even with music, with Quan and, uh, and all the stuff we do there, everybody's so open-minded to the fact that all of us is connected. And exactly. I feel like that that's how we're all getting closer to the truth is understanding that, hey, this government conspiracy over here is connected to this UFO experience or this uh, paranormal experience mm -hmm. or whatever else. It's all connected. It's not there's not a there's not a divide between it. I feel like when you get when the you have put the divide between it is when you're really pushing yourself further away from the actual truth. Yeah. In, in my book, Dimensions, Mysterious Triangles, I have a lot of government conspiracies in there. Along As with those regular mysteries, you know. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> yeah, because there's definitely not just cover-ups, but things that we don't know. Like, I mean, it's just let your mind, like, really, like, like I don't understand this whole thought. It's like the same thing about when people talk about disinformation. Like, oh, this, well, if, if, if is it going to hurt you? Like, if it is wrong, if I'm wrong and I say something and I'm wrong, it's not going to hurt you because you should actually exactly. analyze it and try to figure it out. But they want to use and and everybody gatekeeps like, oh, no, no, it's got to be only this. Oh, no, no, I'm only talking about this. And it's like they're basing either on an audience or the, perspe the perception of people around them. It's like, no, just really investigate and listen to people because there's so many experiences out there that you may never have experienced. Like, like I've never experienced a UFO or alien, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that it's possible. Like I really, I mean, I'm kind of jealous because I want one, but it just hasn't happened yet. Like, <laughs> you're a super soldier from another dimension, and you're talking about aliens. You're doing something nobody else is doing. I'm riding you on this one, man. This is not going away. <laughs> 
but before we get out of here, could you uh, let everybody know, like, uh, you know, where they could get your books, maybe follow you or find some of your uh, the information that you have? Um, my books are on Amazon. If you want a signed copy, you can just message me on Facebook. I have tons of books here. I also have a website, www.sherylincarter.com. I've got different photos of my adventures and different things that I do. I need to update more adventures in there right now. I also definitely you have to. I also um, am a moderator in a Skinwalker Ranch group on Facebook. We have 82k followers and growing every day. So if you jump in there, we you get all kinds of cool stuff that we're talking about. It's, today we were talking about my remote viewing in there, and people were calling me crazy, and you know, <laughs> some people, <laughs> some, some people were calling me crazy. We don't think you're crazy. If you're, so. if you're so good, remote view to my house and tell me what I'm doing right now. You know, yeah, I had a couple of those. I just ignored them. But <laughs> that's a classic, though. It's 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 very yeah. similar to what we get if we put something out on social media. Where I create these reels and I and I talk about different conspiracies in these reels. You got 90 seconds. I just give you like something entertaining to make you think. But guarantee there's going to be a handful of people like source. Where's your source? Where's that at? Where's the- I only had yeah. two today, but it's you know, <laughs> but it's just like they were annoying, and and I couldn't say anything to them. You know, I'm a moderator of the group. I have to, be, you know. But yeah. I had two other people that were attacking them. And I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The best. That is always nice when they come. Yeah, to- <laughs> they go. If, if you don't believe in this stuff, what are you doing in this group? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's really true though. But I think sometimes people just join the groups just to be uh, a troll or be a to to be an yeah. agitator. Like just to they want to like disprove. It's like why you don't have to believe anything that any of us say. Like I just don't understand why you have to be like, yeah, you're wrong. Okay, well, keep it pushing, man. Like <laughs> they don't have a lot. They need to go yeah. find something <laughs> interesting that- to do. They they need to go focus on something else. That's it. Yeah. They're not interesting right. people. That's what it, it really boils down to. They don't stuff. have any qualities. And then, you know, like, subscribe, and share the podcast, Kill the Mockingbirds, five as much star as possible. Uh, follow five us. Five-star reviews. Five-star. I'm jumping five. in on this to say it. Mine is well. Five-star. It's nothing. It's literally nothing to do, guys. And we got a lot of you guys listening. And hit us with the five-star. Give us a review. You can throw us a, a, a middle finger if you want to in the review. We don't care. Just give <laughs> us five stars with it. Amazon, yeah, when you buy books on Amazon, five stars too, okay? Yes, exactly. <laughs> five, five stars, stars all, the way. all the way around. Because my boy's got five stars on his stripes in the other world. <laughs> He's a soldier. <laughs> don't forget to follow us at operation kill the mockingbirds on instagram and van tesla music on instagram as well and follow the kill the mockingbirds telegram i think that's about it <laughs> yes sir well you know how we do it wake the fuck up or get woke brr, the fuck up brr. bird killers I wake up in the morning on a vibe Like I'm just trying to survive I'm just trying to stay alive, yeah uh. 
This world is yours for the taking. This money's mine for the taking. Get your money. Every day I wake up with a smile. I'm just trying to feed my child. This is going wild. This world is yours for the taking. This is yours. Get this money's mine for the taking. Spend my life, my life, my life ducking a one time. What is fun, and I only smile sometimes. They canceled everything but the sunshine. It's a slow grind, renting bills come every time. I'm no, no. But karma, just reap what I'm sowing. The gatekeepers of the game just keeps me from growing. For the love of the dough, I'm just a passionate poet. Gather my roaches out the ashtray, break it down. Hit roll it, man, I'm a fool. Tryna remain cool when the world's so cruel. A pit bull on the loose. Tryna see what I'm mature. Still a welfare job. Don't think I'll ever break loose. A vicious cycle. I had to learn to bend and break rules. Man, it's the truth. I wake up in the morning on a vibe. Like I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to stay alive. Yeah. Uh, this world is yours for the taking. This money's mine for the taking. Get your money. Every day I wake up with a smile. I'm just trying to feed my child. This is going wild. Yeah. This world is yours for the taking. This is yours. Get this money's mine for the Take it, take Look at all these rumors surrounding me every day. Canceling blackball, they ain't breaking my bank. Family ties, spread fabricated lies. Artificial homies, straight plotting my demise. Back to the grind, my pockets deeper now. I took the scenic route. Keep my name out your mouth, don't bring the demons out. Ducking and dodging, scheming and plotting. Uncle Sam, live my people with no other options. Straight up noxious, I'm Wall Street singing eight balls like stock tips. Up in the hood, playing politics. Double the on a brick, that's just common sense Ain't about to be the state's next victim Incarcerated, locked up, trapped in the system Waiting for the kingdom to come Speaking the tongues, if you reach for the gun Bells blast with the heat of the sun I put the life on the line for mine Trying to survive Get your money, get your money Huh, huh, yeah, yeah. Streets is going wild This is yours